Welcome to the Avenue Community Church's podcast. We are a family of Christ followers seeking shalom in Memphis. We pray that you are encouraged by today's message. And as you listen, may the word of God shape you to be more like him. All right. All right. So um, today, y'all, I have been commissioned to talk to y'all about something in the Bible. A word of God. Okay. Word of God. Um, Let me pray for us real quick. Is that cool? All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for this time tonight. Thank you for my family um, here at the Avenue. Uh, God, they've been so gracious to my family, and uh, I thank you for their uh, love that they've shown us. So, Lord, pray right now. The words you sp- I speak, you speak through me, God, and uh, pray that your word goes forth, Jesus. That's all we want, and that's all we need. Um, we ask all this in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right. Um, so, we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. That's what we're going to talk about. Anybody know about the kingdom of God? We heard about the kingdom of God. We heard about the kingdom of heaven in the Bible, right? But one thing I think we need to, that's my phone. Is that my phone? That's not my phone. Okay. Yeah, my mama been FaceTiming me like a mug, so I'm kind of nervous. Like, I'm like, mama, what do you want? She just want to see her grandkids, which she doesn't even know where I'm at right now. Um, love my mama. So we're going to talk about the kingdom of God. Now, in different translations, we heard it talked, uh, or we heard it, you know, in Matthew, we talk about the kingdom of heaven. In Luke and Mark, they talk about the kingdom of God and, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. You know, Jesus, be, Jesus talked a lot, y'all. Jesus talked a lot. And so, like I prayed before, I want him to talk through me because that's the only way that we really going to have an impact and really fulfill out who we are here, Right? I need your, can I get a your in the name of the Lord? All right, thank you, thank you. So first slide, uh, Miss Sarah Mack, please. Thank you. So what is the kingdom of heaven? So like I said before, we've all heard these terms. We heard Jesus talk about the kingdom of heaven is like this, the kingdom of heaven is like that, or the kingdom of God is like this, the kingdom of God is like that. Jesus was probably a rapper because he's saying like a lot, and that's a simile. So, you know, he, that's just a setup for a metaphor, right? So today we're going to talk about what the kingdom of God is in this verse. We've heard him talk about the kingdom of God in many different ways and referencing to many different things in the Gospels, right? But here Jesus is talking about the kingdom of God being like a mustard seed. So on your what is it called? A pamphlet? Bulletin. Pamphlet, piece of paper, you got it in your hand or your Bible, right? So Matthew 13, 31 and 32 reads. Reading that together. There it is right there. All right. So Matthew 13, 31. He put another parable before them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is the larger, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and make nests in its branches. This is the word of the Lord. There we go. Hey man, I ain't never did that. 
man, I need to cool down, you know. What they say, you need to cool it now. So let's get back into this, y'all. So what is the kingdom of God? We just heard it being like a what? A mustard seed. A mustard seed. So I think it's important for us to not only talk about in this parable what Jesus was referencing to, mustard seed, but also in what he meant and like what he, and what he, what he didn't mean. Okay, so let's talk about this. So the kingdom of heaven, and also let me preface this. When Jesus talked about these parables, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, there's nothing in the Bible to explicitly give us like the complete nature of what Jesus was really trying to get at. So we are on a lifelong journey following our rabbi to learn and to live out everything he says. All right? So the kingdom of heaven, it's like a mustard seed. So this is where the kingdom of heaven is where Jesus reigns. Pretty much in a nutshell. I can stop right there. That's just where he reigns. He reigns as Lord. He reigns as king. He reigns as savior. The kingdom of heaven is where Jesus reigns. Now, is that a kingdom here on this earth? Is that a kingdom? Is he just talking about like, okay, when believers pass away and we go to heaven, is it just there? Can we live it out now? Can we see the kingdom now? We know in the Lord's prayer, he talks about let your will be done as it is in, in, uh, in heaven on earth, right? So we kind of can peek into like, what does he mean? Like this kingdom, these, this kingdom, we want to live the kingdom out, right? Here on Summer Avenue, that's, what, that's the only way we're going to be able to get that shalom. It's the only way. So he talks about it. Now, one of the things that I put up here, I said where Jesus reigns, not conquers. You know, my big bro, Tim Johnson, this man helped me out. Threw me some, you know, threw me the oop, and I had to come in like MJ. Not Michael Johnson, Michael Jordan. But he helped me out um, in just trying to describe in this kingdom mindset. This kingdom mindset. We find its origins, like I said before, not explicitly. Now, the Jews had an idea. They got the Psalms. They read Psalms 97 and 99. In the very beginning, those first two passages say, the Lord reigns. So we know God reigns. We know Jesus reigns. We know that. He has a, he has a dominion. He reigns in life. He reigns in afterlife, right? But here's where it gets a little interesting. And I think this relates a lot to, to kind of where we are in the climate that we live in, not just this past year or past years, but their idea of Jesus reigning or God reigning because they separated God from Jesus. There was God and then there was a coming Messiah. So what they would see or what they would read and how they would read it is there is a coming Messiah to conquer. He's going to reign. Yeah, he reigns in heaven. That's where God, that's where God lives. You know, that's where he lives. But he's going to reign here on earth. Now, the conviction kind of bled into politics just a little bit. And the reason why is because during these times, during the, the, the Bible, I'm going to say the Bible times, because it's a long time ago. During these times, the Jews were kind of 
in a place of like, they didn't have a say in policies and laws. You know, they had God's laws, but sometimes they couldn't live laws or they couldn't live out their true meaning. They couldn't live out their purpose in God because they were kind of, some things were taken away or they just didn't have that freedom to fully be a Christian. Kind of like we have here in America. We have fully, we can be Christian in America all day, every day. No persecution. Nobody will say nothing to us. You can go outside and down the street and you ask everybody on the street. Half, or probably more than half the people will say that they're Christian. But they had this idea that since we don't have freedom, yeah, we have freedom in to, to be followers of God, but we don't have freedom here on earth. They kind of thought that, oh, God is going to send, bring the Messiah in to just conquer, take over the Roman Empire, let us live this life that we want to, we want to live. And also, he's going to change them. And if he don't change them, then they got to go somewhere. So this was their idea. So I think it's very important for us to kind of understand this kingdom mindset um, and, and not fall into the same traps that uh, the Jews fell into. So, like I said, its origins find, uh, you find its origins in Psalms and, 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 and in, uh, yeah, in Psalms, right? I can say it's up there. So in Psalms, now it's not political. And another thing um, that I would like to say is that it is the home for believers. We understand um, the kingdom of heaven. We understand heaven being our final destination of being in a place where we don't have to worry about laws. We don't have to worry about policies. We don't have to worry about things going on in this world that go against what we believe, that we're fighting against, where we don't feel like we can fully live our Christian walk or even have a say in certain things that go on in the world. So for us, it's not, um, it's not like, uh, you know, we always say this, we're like, Lord needs to just come now. He just needs to just come on. Either he needs to change this or I'm going to change it and I'm going to fight. I'm going to use my convictions. I'm going to use my beliefs and what I believe about this, 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 or this, and just push that. Is it always right? Maybe not. Maybe it is. But the way we go about that, there's a certain way that we do things in the kingdom of heaven. Right? Amen? Now, Jesus spoke about the kingdom of heaven not being something we could see as well. The Pharisees straight up asked him, they said, when is the kingdom coming? When will this kingdom of God be here? When will we be able to see this? And Jesus said, well, you're not going to be able to see it. It's not something that you can perceive with your eye. And if people say, oh, here it is, or there it is, that's, that's not true either. He says the kingdom of God is within you or in the midst of you. So that's another hint that, yeah, we can't see this kingdom of heaven, but Jesus Jesus thought highly about it, and he was also kind of declared, hey, it's already here. You don't need to go over there and look for it. I know, I know what, he didn't say, I know what you're looking for. I know, I know what you want, but that's not what you're going to get. Jesus didn't come in like they kind of pictured him as being this warrior, taking over the Roman Empire, and just setting up some godly kingdom on top of Rome. No, he said, it's already here. It's already in this room. We can look around and already see the fruit of what Jesus is talking about. 
So next slide for me, Miss Sarah Mack. Thank you, thank you. So the kingdom of heaven is like, Jesus going back to his rapper, a kingdom of heaven is like a what? A mustard seed. A mustard seed. Anybody know what a mustard seed is? Two people, three people, four people. Anybody ever ate a mustard seed? No. No, I, I've never had. Only time I ever tasted mustard was in, out of a mustard bottle or in a hot pickle. That's it. See, people didn't know that. You know, they, that's, where that, that's where the spiciness comes from. I'm from Kansas City. I know a little bit about hot pickles. Missouri, too. Kansas City, Missouri. Get that on tape. So why mustard seed? Jesus talked about a mustard seed. Now, like I said before, Jesus talked about a mustard seed somewhere else. He said the mustard seed, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, you can do what? We, we sung it in the song. You can move a mountain. So he talked about that. But here he's talking about it explicitly with the kingdom of heaven. He said the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. It's the smallest of all grains. But when a man throws it into his garden or when he plants it, it becomes the largest of all trees or shrubs, and then all the birds of the air come and make its home in it or in its branches. Now, I remember that verse, and I kind of, you know, did a little MJV, Michael Johnson version. But I remember that verse so well because that's one of the verses that I got saved on. I heard that verse, and I immediately thought about home. I thought about, I was in a place of like, hey, I just need, I just need somewhere to be. I don't feel like I fit in here. I don't feel like I fit in there. So I remember that verse, man. I remember, I remember those times, man. These songs that Aqua singing was hitting. So the Jews lived agriculturally. So jumping back into this mustard seed, you know, Jesus talked about a lot of things being planted. He talked about a lot of seeds. He talked about a lot of dirt. He talked about a lot. He talked a lot about gardening. He talked a lot about nature. He talked about a lot of these things because the Jews lived agriculturally. So they planted their own things. They ate what was planted. They made their own things. They did everything pretty much in, in the, the desert, too. That's where they lived. They lived in a desert uh, place, but they still had vegetation. So Jesus used something that they would understand. He wasn't talking about swords. Yeah, they probably would because they saw them, but they wasn't using them on a daily. He didn't talk about whatever else was going on. He talked about things that he knew for a fact that would resonate with the audience that he was talking to, which is smart, which is smart. And contextually, I don't think we should change anything in the word, but I think we should contextualize the things that we say when we're talking to a different audience. Not so we can look cool and be like in hip, but to get what Jesus is saying. So the Jews also were concerned more about the function of something rather than its form. So when Jesus talked about the size of the mustard seed, that wasn't the big concern. They weren't concerned like, oh, they didn't, oh man, you know, smaller seeds than that, Jesus. It's, it's a small, you know, oh, it's bigger trees than a mustard. He wasn't concerned with that. He wasn't concerned with that at all. The Jews weren't concerned with that. So when we think about that, we have to think, when we think about the mustard seed, we got to think about what is Jesus trying to say, not just getting into all of the things about what it actually is. 
So one of the things that he was really, really hitting on was something small can become large. Something small can become large. Simple. Very simple. Almost too simple. Right? Something small can become large. It can become larger than anything that I've ever seen. You talk about this kingdom of heaven. And remember, they're coming from a Jewish context. So when they think about the kingdom of heaven, the Pharisees ask them, when is the kingdom of heaven coming? So they knew something about this. They knew the, the, how massive it could be. They knew its purpose. It could be a home for everybody. It could be a home for the Jews. It could be a home for the Gentiles. It could be a home for the Romans. It could be a home for anybody. Now, these parables of the kingdom, they do two things. They illustrate God's reign, and they also fulfill prophecies. Now, when you go home and you open your Bible and you turn to Matthew 13 and you look through the whole list of parables, Jesus told a whole bunch of parables, right? And then he stops at some point, kind of midway down, and says, his disciples asked him, why are you speaking to everyone? Why are you speaking to them in parables? And he basically says, I'm doing this to fulfill the prophecy in Isaiah. I'm doing this to fulfill prophecies. So what do we got? We got the mustard seed. Can we go back one more slide real quick, Miss Mac? So the kingdom of heaven is where Jesus reigns. Simply put, it's where he reigns. He used the mustard seed to explain something in this context. He explained the kingdom of heaven and what it's like. And he used something as small and honestly insignificant as a mustard seed to explain something that they couldn't fathom, that probably blew their minds. And even today, we see the fruit of what Jesus was talking about. Two, over 2,000 years ago, we have Jesus, our Lord and Savior, talking about a future kingdom growing the size of something we could never, ever, ever imagine, still growing to this day by something as small as a mustard seed. And then it becomes the largest trees. And who makes their, their, their uh, home in the branches? He says the birds. He says the birds. So Jesus is using something heaven, uh, earthly to explain something heavenly and to let them know, hey, birds. He didn't specify on... Uh, what type of birds, did he? No. He just said birds. He said all the birds. So can we go to the last slide, Miss Mac? So who will this kingdom benefit? Everybody say? Everyone. That's who the kingdom will benefit. Everyone can seem a little subjective sometimes. I understand that. Sometimes we talk about believers. Sometimes we talk about non-believers. Sometimes we talk about people who are halfway in, halfway out. But Jesus says, everyone, all the birds, all the birds. Um, 
I got a quick story. Um, so I was doing ministry back in uh, Branson, Missouri a few years ago. And uh, I remember going on this trip. You know, I chaperoned some teenagers down in uh, Arlington, this thing called Arlington Mission. You take some kids down there, you chaperone them, and they set up VBS. That was my first VBS. So they set up the VBS straight in the hood. We went to two different apartment complexes. We had one group go this way, we had another group go this way. So our group, you know, we did our thing over here and they did their thing over here. And we would come back at the end of the day and then we would talk about what happened. Oh, you know, this person came to the Lord, we prayed for this person. So the other group, they came back with stories on top of stories on top of stories. They, people getting saved by the wazoo. And we just like, our group, I'm like, are we not doing something right? So we're there all week. And it's this one kid named Samajay. Now, that's name, that's, Samajay is James backwards. He was giving us trouble the whole week. The whole week. And we had a memory verse that if you, and you remember that verse from the day one to the very end, you would get a bigger treat. You get a big treat at the end. So, you know, I'm not worried about him doing that. But I'm like just trying to keep him settled and keep him cool. So we're giving our snacks and we do our VBS. And so the night before the last night, we go and we, and we, we meet and our group is like, we got to do something different. And I'm like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to do an altar call at the end. You know, it's little kids, like elementary kids. So I'm going to do an altar call at the end and I'm going to call all these kids up. And uh, I'm going to just, you know, I'm going to just, I'm going to keep the, the gospel to where they can understand. And then y'all just come up and just whoever come up, we're going to have a whole bunch of kids come up. So the last day come, all the kids sit down, we give them snacks. I do the altar call. I'm like, hey, you know, this, that, you know, if anybody want to come up here, um, you can come to me and you can talk to one of your leaders. And so I stood there for like 10, 15, 20 seconds. And then I was just like, they were just looking at me. I'm looking at them. Nobody's coming up. And so I was just like, all right, everybody go outside and play. So I stood there and I was like, man, you know, but kids came up and did their memory first. So they got their snacks and stuff. But one kid who came up there was Samaje. So when he came up there, and it was, a, it was like a tough one. It was in 2 Peter. It wasn't like in Jenna. It was a tough one. So I'm like, this kid, I was like, he gave us trouble this whole week, but he remembered this verse. This was like in 2015. So I'm like, man, that was a good seed planted. If nothing, if nothing changed, that was a good seed planted in his kid's life. So I do the altar call. He comes up to me. He's the only kid who walks up to me. He, he looks down, or he looks up to me and says, he's, he's like, come here. And I'm like, and I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is it. This is it. And he's like, everybody got more chips than me. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I was like, okay, cool. So I just gave him the rest of the chips, and I gave them, I gave them all to him. But I tell that story because... Jesus talks about something small. That kid, he's probably 13, 14 years old now. And he had that memory verse. That's all you got to do is get that memory verse in, in, in you or in somebody else. And, it, and it'll do what it do. It will grow into this kingdom, that small mustard seed. It will continue to grow into a tree larger than we can fathom. So what I think Jesus was pointing at is that is exactly that. There's something as small and insignificant as a mustard seed 
can become so big, continuing to grow today, where all of the birds, me, you, your neighbors, your coworkers, your family, your friends, whoever, will have a home, not just in heaven, but will have a home here as well, knowing that the kingdom of God is not anywhere that cannot be reached. It is amongst us. So we have a great privilege, great, great privilege to share the gospel, to share the good news, and to live a life godly, not godly enough, but to live a godly life that exemplifies the kingdom is here. You don't have to go there. You don't have to go there. So I thank y'all for your time, Ash.